0: Well, I just have a question. Was it hard for her to give that up? Nope. Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Jessica, a hustling, bustling outdoor teacher living in Northern California. And I'm her sister Beth. I am an English teacher, casual
1: blogger, and side hustle enthusiast. (laughs) In this podcast, we will share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks.
2: Chase somebody. Nope. Let the money chase you That's right, cause you are the boss now. the daughters what to do. It's frugal. Yes. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Ha. Yeah,
1: we can do this.
0: Yeah, we can do this. Okay, Beth, so let's talk side hustles. Side hustle. I think we need to start with a definition.
1: Sure. What are they? So a side hustle is anything that you do outside of your normal job that brings in an income. Okay. So that could be you start your own business. That could be that you do something on the side. That could be that you think of some creative way to make money. Side hustle. Okay. Could be something that takes a lot of hours a week or a few hours a week. You're but but distinguishing this from a hobby. De- definitely different than a hobby and different than your full-time job. Okay. So it's not... It's usually not a reliable salary. I think okay. that's a good way to define it. It's okay. not like a predictable, not a predictable salary. Now it is something
0: though, cause some people will turn their
1: side hustle into their full business. That's right. Correct. So then it becomes not a side hustle. It becomes your business, your full hustle, your full hustle. Yeah. So we actually are going to do a series yeah. about side hustles because we realized when we were planning this, that we have a lot of things to share.
0: So, and we know a lot of people, we do know a lot of people. That that's right have been successful at side hustles. Correct. And that I think is a lot of times the best place to learn. So true. So we
1: are doing a four-part series. This is part one. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk briefly about side hustles today. And in the next couple episodes, we're going to do some interviews with people who have actually had a successful side hustle. Mm -hmm. People that I had a chance to interview and get their wisdom from. So before we do that, before we jump into interviews, Jessica and I have a bit of side hustle experience. And Mm -hmm. so we just thought that we'd share a little bit about our ka and wah-wahs <laughs> when it comes to side oh, hustles. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So, Jess, do you want to start or do you want me to?
0: Uh,
1: you can start. Okay. So, I love a good side hustle. <laughs> I have always kind of thought of what can I do on the side to bring in money because I have had a lot of part-time jobs. And so, if you don't have a full-time salary, you're thinking, mm-hmm. I have all these extra days. What could I do with my time? So, I have a lot of different... Experiences, but I will do my ka and my want wants. So okay. I'll start with my want want. is that something that I do on the side that I really like that I have gotten zero money from and negative money from is I have a blog and I really like it. <laughs> and if I spend a lot of time, I probably could become like a successful blogger that has sponsors and things. But currently it's just for fun. I pay mm-hmm. for my domain name. I pay for my hosting and I don't make any money from it. And That's that your has- hobby my hobby, classyfrugality.com. Check it out. (laughs) I have a lot of really good ideas, but it's just not a money making thing. It makes me really happy. I love to share with people. But in the beginning, I thought maybe it would make money using like affiliate links and things like that. But so Mm. far it has not. So it's just fun. So that was something that I thought would be a side hustle that actually just turned into a hobby, but I really like it. So, kind so of a So, it's a, a womp side womp. hustle want-want, but it's yeah, but good it's, for your soul it's still. It's good for my soul. It's still good. You don't regret it. I don't regret it, but it does. It didn't make money like I thought it would. Okay. So, that's my want-want. Some of my ka that I've had is that I, for friends, I cut hair. Mm-hmm. So, I learned how to cut hair by cutting people's hair (laughs) and mom bought me a pair of hair cutting scissors. I think they were like $20, but they're like professional scissors and I cut people's hair. I cut my own hair actually. And I cut my husband's hair Mm -hmm. and I've cut lots of friends just two
0: days ago or something.
1: Yeah, that's right. I cut it just not that long ago. And so for example, if I charge someone like $10 to cut their hair, they're getting a great deal. I'm getting $10 that I wouldn't normally have. And it's something that I probably would do for free and have fun anyways. Mm -hmm. And so in the past when I've done, um, when I've been fundraising for things, like going on a trip or something, I would do haircuts and mm-hmm. I would bring in some money for that. So that's not like an all the time thing, but it's kind of like if someone needs a haircut, I'll be like, oh, I cut hair. If it's a friend, sometimes I'll do it for free. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll charge. But that's like a medium ka-ching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another ka that I had was I subbed. So I'm a teacher and I became a sub. And let me tell you. If you have a regular salary coming in, and subbing is a good catching side hustle because mm-hmm. it's money that you are getting for doing a day's work, but you're not doing the hard parts of teaching. Usually, you're not planning, you're not mm-hmm. marking, you're just managing the day, and then you get to leave at two thirty mm-hmm. or three o'clock, and it's awesome. And so, by marking, you mean grading? Oh, sorry. Yeah, so that's Canadian like, terms. Canadianism. Yes, we, we call just it. defined to define for right, and we call it TOC, actually, teacher on call. So, toc Anyways, so I did a lot of subbing, and I subbed at a private school, and the teachers actually called their own subs. Mm-hmm. So this is where it kind of became a bit like a marketing mm-hmm. business, was that the first couple of days that I was at the school, they were like, who are you? What do you teach? And I, I made a, a point of getting to know the teachers. Mm-hmm. It was a school that my husband was working at, so he'd introduce me to a lot of people because we knew that if they knew who I was, if they knew what I could sub, and they knew that I was related to Fred, and they kind of like mm-hmm. could trust him, they could trust me, then I got a lot of work. And there were sometimes. Where I even like by talking to a teacher and being like, hey, do you need a sub for this thing? That got me a job and that was really helpful. So in paying off debt, subbing was like the key for us because Mm. I made a ton of money from doing it. Like an extra, I don't know, one year I made like an extra $10,000 from subbing. Mm -hmm. And I got a ton of calls and I already had a full-time not a full time. I already had, I already had a dependable salary that was coming in every two weeks, but then mm-hmm. I also had this extra salary that was yes. coming in that helped us throw extra money. So some months it wasn't a lot in the summer, obviously there was none, but some months I would sub a lot. Mm-hmm. And my other job was kind of flexible on what days I could work. So some weeks I could do like two or three days a week of subbing mm-hmm. and I got a lot of work. So that was definitely a ka side hustle. And it did have to do a little bit of marketing. I didn't have like business cards or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just made a point of, doing a good job, trying to hit it off with the kids, and also making good connections with the teachers, mm-hmm. leaving the room clean, mm-hmm. leaving little Christmas presents and cards for them sometimes, <laughs> just, like, showing them that I w- was there, I was available, and answering my phone quickly. That was also helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
0: that, for me, was a definite ka side hustle. Okay, so I also have done subbing as a side hustle, yes. and I did make business cards. Oh, Because good I one. was working in a larger district. right. And it really helped. I would leave them after I subbed one day. I would leave it with a sub note. And actually... And you always cleaned the classroom at the end of the day? I did. I made sure I left everything really nice. And one of the teachers that I ended up subbing for the most, it was just... I had left my card. She liked how I left the classroom. And she kept calling me back. Amazing. The principal at that school even asked me one day, Wait, do you, are you guys friends from before? Nope. She, she just... Like me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and with a
1: teacher, you get like one shot, right? Like, you do a bad job of subbing and you don't get work again sometimes.
0: Yeah, I will say that's true. Because as a teacher, I've had subs come in my class, yeah. but they've left it really bad. Yeah. And you, know you didn't I mean? call them back. I don't call them back. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so subbing, you're right, is a good Bit is of a, a good side hustle. Um, I did it for a while full time, actually, which is a little more challenging as a full yes. hustle. Yes. Because. You can't, you can go looking for more work, but you can't create work that's not there. Yes. So if no one needs a sub that day, you're not subbing that day. Right. And it's very last minute sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you do, but I did treat it as a job when I was doing that for a period full time. I got up every morning. I got ready as if I was going to go to work, had my phone right there. I never got, um, started doing anything that would that I couldn't just put down. Right. You had you go lunch straight May, to work. Everything ready to mm-hmm. go. Yep. Yeah, I had everything ready. And so subbing was really good. And from that came a lot of more full-time jobs. Yes. I had a lot of long-term sub jobs that I got from yes. that. Yes, me too. Which are really wonderful gigs. That's how I ended up getting a part-time job at the school that I then got a full-time job at. Yes. So. It's connections. It's connections. It's getting to know a place, being known, yes, being known and being dependable and good at your job. Right.
1: But it's not for everyone. So like for you, you had the full-time time when you were subbing full-time, you yes. were available every day, all day, every day. Yes. For me, I had a flexible job that I worked three days yes. a week, but my boss was okay with me working at home on weekends and doing different days, yes. making up hours in a different week. Right. Not everyone has that. So that's right. sometimes a hard thing where they can only sub on Fridays or yes. something. Yes. Chances are you could still get a little mm-hmm. bit of money that way, but having mm-hmm. a flexible schedule or if you work from home or something mm-hmm. that could maybe work a lot better mm-hmm. with a subbing kind of side mm-hmm. hustle. And if you're obviously, if you're not a certified teacher, it's going to be kind of hard to
0: find the schools that you can sub in. So it's not for everyone. Yes. Um, another side hustle that I really like, and it's again, not consistent. It's nothing that I can count on, but it's a good little bonus when it does come along because yes. I do a lot of house sitting. Yes, you do. And pet sitting.
1: Yes. And it's again, not for everyone. If you don't no. have the flexibility
0: to do that, if you have kids and stuff, like it might be kind of right. Harder. But for me, I'm able to leave my apartment for a couple days or a week and go stay at somebody else's house to take care of their pets, do any watering, check the mail, just all those little things. Yeah. Um, you get to stay in some fun houses. Right. With fun pets and pools. Right. And, and I do love that because I don't have pets of my own. Yes. And so it's very fun for me to have time yes. with animal. But after a couple of days of, you know, scooping kitty litter, I'm like, meh, nah, I'm good without a cat. That's a
1: fruit <laughs> tip as well. Play with other people's pets.
0: There you go. Don't buy them. For some people. For some people. It's not for everyone. Yeah, It's definitely for me. It's, just, <laughs> yes. Save me a lot of money. Yes. So house-sitting is, is a side hustle yes. that I really enjoy. That's good. So those are some ka Yes forgot to do the ka wall oh yeah ka-ching. those are some ka i would i don't know whether to call it a wah-wah it, it didn't quite pan out the way i wanted it to yeah i have an etsy shop called joyous elements i've mentioned before i love upcycling i love repurposing yes. all those things and we'll
1: put a link in the show notes because she has some cool stuff it's and really
0: cool. yeah and so i started a it started out as just jewelry it's kind of started to expand and it might keep your eyes open, you guys. It might expand further into Ooh. woodworking, <sighs> decor type. Yes, Jessica does love woodworking things. But I discovered that it is a tough side hustle. Yes, that does take a lot of a lot of self promotion. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of. I did several. Little craft fair things, but those take a lot of work to go to set up your stuff. You have to
1: rent a booth and pay for that. Rent a
0: booth, yes. So it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. And there's a
1: lot of people out there who have an Etsy shop who are doing homemade things. Homemade's really in right now, so it's hard to compete with so many other people. Yes. Especially if they have more time to commit to it.
0: Yes, it can be. And so the one thing I do like about the Etsy shop is I can put as little or as much as I want to put into it or as little as much as I have available to put into it yeah and the shop's not going away right hey I'm interrupting this podcast really quick for just a crazy little update apparently the shop will go somewhere it will leave it will go away if you don't do something with it for long enough I found this out when I went to check on it recently and it had been closed down so stay tuned for the future of joyous Elements. okay back to the podcast
1: And the listings are pretty cheap. Yes. Yes. We can actually put a link in the show notes for this um, that if you know someone with an Etsy shop, which, ka-ching, you know Jessica, um, (laughs) you get 40 free listings just by signing up with, like, a code that they get from you. So we can put a link to that in the show notes. And then Jessica also gets free listings, but you're really helping each other out because the listings are only, like, 10 cents. But let's say that you don't know if you want to try out an Etsy shop you get 40 free ones and, then you don't have and to pay
0: the listings you have to renew them every three, three months. months. Is that yeah. what it is? Three months. So they, so sometimes I've done that when I've gotten to a really busy season, I just let my listings expire. Yep. And then when I get to a period where I'm like, okay, I've got time to yep. put into this. Then I go and renew my listings. or you can go in vacation mode and it saves mm-hmm. everything as well. Mm-hmm. So Etsy is something that you could
1: do. You could, Put Mm -hmm. down and pick up and have it in busy Mm -hmm. seasons or not busy Mm -hmm. seasons and put as much or as little
0: effort Mm -hmm. as you want. And it is a pretty cheap way to do it. Mm -hmm. And what I've been able to do is from the stuff that I have sold, I set up, just set up a separate checking account for that. Yes. That my Etsy account is linked to. So then budget wise, I'm paying for it from what I'm making from it. And that for me helps it to stay um, separate. Say, I mean, stay separate, but it helps it. It helps it to be a good side hustle instead of turning into something that is taking money from me. Right. Yes. Because. That can very easily happen just yes, with this side hustles.
1: definitely happens with side hustles, especially if they basically become hobbies. It's like you're using your own money to keep buying the supplies. Right. But I actually had an Etsy shop as well, and I did the same thing. I bought my first, I made candles. So I bought the first set of candle supplies. I think I spent like $40 or something. Mm-hmm. And then every after that, I never put any of my own money into it again mm-hmm. because it was always the money that I had made mm-hmm. from people who were buying the candles. And then I just put it, and again, I did a ch- separate check checking account mm-hmm. as well and then if you have to buy supplies then you just do it from the checking account and yes um, really it's a separate thing yes so I never had to worry about it being like oh how much of my personal budget is going toward it and it really was paying for itself yes. so that's a good a good frugalicious mm-hmm. tip for a side hustle mm-hmm. is have a separate checking account yes. or a separate way to separate your money because it really
0: does help to see how much you're making yeah. makes that accounting simpler yeah. so the only reason that's a want-what why is because it never really got rolling as much as I wanted it right. to, but... Like you made a bit of money off of it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like a consistent income. Right. It never became as consistent as I was hoping it would be right. for a side hustle, but yeah. that's okay. That's There's okay. still time. I just realized I have another side hustle. Oh on teachers pay teachers. <gasps> we got to talk about that. Yeah. So I have, there were some resources that I had created for some lessons that I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I decided to put them up on teachers pay teachers. Yes. Another great resource. And what I love about this, I love my Etsy shop because I love the creativity and the craft and making things that are one of a kinds. Yeah. But that takes a lot more time and I constantly have to be making new right. product. But with teachers pay teachers, it's digital copy and so it's stuff Amazing. that's just up there. As many people can purchase it as they want. I will never run out because it's digital. Right. And so that's a really fun side hustle for me because I, I do the work one time yep. of uploading it, well, of creating the resource and then uploading it. Yeah. And after that, it's all just... Passive income is the
1: correct term for it. Is that what it? it is? Okay. Yes. It's all income passive income. income is when you're making money but not doing anything for it, essentially. It's
0: basically what it is that so teach pay teachers is one that i yes. really love and teachers love this website it, yeah. it, it is a good resource for finding if you need anything it's probably on teachers Pay
1: and teachers. some of them are free some of the resources mm-hmm. are free yes if you want a good unit or something even if you pay five dollars for a unit as a teacher who has made a lot of units it takes a lot of time it so does. if you're like someone else already made this thing you can mm-hmm. usually tweak it mm-hmm. it's usually like a word document that you can tweak so again if you're a teacher this is a good mm-hmm. option and something that you only have to set up one time and get some good passive income from. That's right. I've been thinking about setting up my own Teachers Pay Teachers, but the place where I get stuck is um, what I'm going to call my store, my name for my thing. I don't have a name, so that's what's stopped me Mm. so far. Anyways, if you have any name (laughs) suggestions for what I could call my Teachers Pay Teachers store, um, send them my way. I'd love to hear that. Speaking of want was <laughs> I interviewed a friend of mine who had a hobby farm, and I really wanted to hear about her experience because I know that she really loved it, but it didn't quite pan out the way that she wanted it to finance-wise. So should we take a listen to
0: this little interview that I did? We should, yeah. Excellent. I want to hear what Victoria has to say. Perfect.
1: Okay, so today I'm in the studio with my friend Victoria to talk a little bit about some business flops and some tips that she's (laughs) learned from her own um, business experience. So, tell us a little bit about your sheep farm. Okay. Well, I wouldn't call it a business,
2: for one. Um, so, Mike and I, my husband, we love to be healthy and eat good stuff. Organic. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking at meat. And yes. one of the best meats in the world that you can eat is grass-fed lamb. Which I did not know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this. my stats could be wrong. Double check <laughs> that. Fact check that for me. but Okay. We thought that this was the best meat. And so I'm like, okay, we live on my parents' property. We have a field. Let's get some sheep. It'll yes. be easy. We'll just throw them out in the field. They'll just eat grass. Once food. a year, we'll go out and take them to their new home. <laughs> How do I say this nicely? Right. We will kill them. Right. We <laughs> yeah. eat them. And eat them. Yeah. But they're very nice and have happy lives in the meantime. So we wanted to raise these sheep. And we our flock got up to seven seven sheep which is about three ewes and four rams yep. and the boys are the ones eat and the ewes are the ones who breed so we thought okay this is gonna be a great this is a great uh, business uh Adventure, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What what is the word? So it's like the sheep endeavor. Thank you. The sheep are just gonna keep giving back to us. You know, they keep of course. They breathe. They get lambs. We're basically getting free meat. It's perfect. It's perfect. So we're thinking. Let's do the math. Oh, we're gonna save so much money, of course, on lamb because when you look at the stuff in the butcher shop it is insanely expensive for grass-fed lamb yes and we want to be healthy so we're like okay we're gonna grow our own sheep it's gonna be awesome right especially if you have
1: the space to do it because a lot of people yeah. maybe they'd want to have cows or sheep yeah. or goats or whatever yeah. but they don't have the space yeah. for it they live in an apartment or yeah. whatever
2: yeah they had too much space they yeah. actually would get lost in the woods and we'd have to go get them <laughs> and even so much so that the lambs would get eaten by wolves not wolves we don't have wolves <laughs> We have coyotes. (laughs) Coyotes. (laughs) Similar. Yeah. Anyways. Very similar. A little smaller, a little less terrifying. But they would eat the lambs and because there's so much space for them all to hang out. Anyways. Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. I, the one thing I could tell people, and they're like, I'm going to start a hobby farm. I'll just say, do it because it's a hobby. Don't right. do it because you are you think you're saving money because right. you are not saving.
1: And it's a lot of time. Any money,
2: unless you have, I don't know, a hundred sheep minimum. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got to start big yeah. to actually return, um, I guess return a profit on the sure. sheep of yours. Because obviously, who's going to have a hundred sheep to themselves? That's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, to actually get to save costs you have to have a ton of sheep and we only had seven and the amount of time (laughs) that I spent in like three feet or two feet of snow running 15 minutes just to go to the barn to feed them some hay yes every day twice a day in December Mm -hmm. that crazy winter I just kept thinking about all our time (laughs) and um, (laughs) all the time that I had spent and just if you value your time this is not a good endeavor right because it's like In the end, it is the most expensive lamb meat I have ever eaten in my life. So do it for passion. (laughs) Not for money. (laughs) Not for money or not to save money. It's just you're going to have to sacrifice so much time.
1: And in the end, you're just running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah. So you invested a lot of time into it. Did you have to invest like a lot of like financially into it? That was actually not bad. We were able to get a good deal on those sheep. Yes.
2: Good. Um, Where and did you buy them from? We bought them from farms around Langley. Okay. BC, yes. And it was, yeah, lamb would be around, average, it was about $130 a lamb. Okay. Which you get a lot of meat off. You get yes. about like 40 pounds of meat. Right. And the if they're end. breeding and
1: you're getting more. And it's, yep. Yeah.
2: It's the grass fed philosophy so you're apparently getting more out of your meat and then the idea is you breed them so then you get free sheep yes but that was not in the end it still wasn't very cost benefiting even though we built a really small shelter I think it was under maybe it was like under $300 maybe $400 with the fencing but we did have um someone help us with paying for the fencing and whatnot so we had we were very resourceful in creating this sanctuary for the sheep but when it came to actually returning, like, savings on the meat, right none, No none. savings. Yeah, no yeah. savings if you value your time and what. But if Work you're time. passionate about the and sheep. And if you have the time. Yeah, I want to have sheep again. I yeah. do. And awesome. one day I will. Yes, a hundred sheep. I will have <laughs> thousands, thousands of fields full. Amazing. But today, no, I do not have time for that. And right. I'd rather just one day in the future be able to have sheep. And yes. Have my kids, slaves, I mean, children, <laughs>
1: <laughs> scoop their poop. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the secret plan. Just Good plan. Yeah. Good plan if you can have Yeah, show those kids some character. Exactly. Character you building. Okay, one last question is just about your llama. So <laughs> I <laughs> just would love asking Victoria about her llama because oh, yeah. I found out about it. So it's you a can good give story. the brief version of how yes. you acquired your llama and yes. why you needed one.
2: Yes. Okay, this is actually great because I... I just threw out a wild one on Craigslist and said, "Yo, anyone has a llama?" Well, I will why did take you want it. a
1: llama? Okay.
2: <laughs> well, a llama is amazing because they are actually guardian animals, and so if you put a llama with your sheep, they will protect your flock with their entire heart. It's so amazing. And I've actually seen our llama do so from from any predators like coyotes, even eagles if one's very bold and wants to take a lamb. Yeah. That llama will scare the bleep out of that creature <laughs> it will i've heard its call it's amazing it kind of makes this yodeling alien call and it Whoa. terrifies any dogs that come in i've seen neighbor's dogs come in and and my my llama would march right in front of the flock between the flock and the predator Whoa. and yodel at that thing and that thing booked it for wow. its life amazing. so they're these amazing creatures very yeah. protective and what's kind of slightly sad is that the llama thinks that it is a sheep
1: Oh, okay because so just, the sheep. Just,
2: and it, it becomes part of the flock so much so that it thinks it's one of them yeah and it's so sweet because yeah. it protects protects the sheep like it's their own which yes. is really nice and you need you need sometimes to just have a stupid animal that thinks they're half their height i don't get it the, the lambs loved loved her too they would Aww. jump on her but what was cool about the llama is that i knew i needed this llama because a coyote ate one of her lambs yes so I knew I'm like, okay, hey, we need a llama or a donkey. Donkey, lesser of a choice because yeah. they're a bit selfish. And they're they pretty really strong can. though.
1: They're but strong, but they kind of don't friendly. care about okay. anyone.
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas a llama, a little more empathetic. Yes. With with the creatures. Okay. So yeah. I threw out a Craigslist ad and I just said, <laughs> I'm looking for a llama. I'm looking for a free llama. Like, can you give me a free animal? Yes. And. I've heard of people in the past just putting out an ad on Craigslist and just say, hey, I'm looking for this for free. Yeah. Right? And um, I just threw it out there. And I also messaged a bunch of people who had llama ads on Craigslist because it's pretty hard to get rid of a llama. I believe they, it. They pretend like, no, 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 you want to pay $500 for this. Like, I nope. know you're trying to get rid of that thing <laughs> because they are useless yes. unless they're protecting a flock. Yes. Or you really like llamas? You can't ride them. You, I guess you if you want the their fiber, rule, yeah, yeah. yeah. F- but even then, it's they're on an alpaca, yeah, right. That's true. They don't have this nice fiber, right? So I message all these people saying, "Yeah, hey, um, I mean, I would take your llama for fifty bucks and yes. just lowballing all these people and uh, all of them." just kept coming back saying are you kidding me my llama is so worth this much money you know so I'm like oh llama snobby people gotta watch <laughs> out so I just let it rest let it sleep and as the craigslist ad was cooking I um so then as I was on a bachelorette party and I get this phone call <laughs> for someone they're like hi I'm I saw your ad are you looking for a llama I have one can you come and get her like next few days? Amazing. And so I went and I found this llama. Her name was Angel. <laughs> she literally is in a children's book. Amazing. called like Twelve Lazy Llamas or something, and it's illustrated. You can buy it on Amazon. Amazing. It's amazing. And Angel's in the book. It literally says like Lexi and Angel come jumping around the thing. Oh my and I'm gosh. just filled with pride and joy and like this is my llama she's a she, bug she's she, famous yeah she is a legend Amazing. and um she but she's really old so she's yeah. 14 years old and that's okay. why they're getting rid of her and i got her for free and oh, she so. did her job for a year yes and then died <laughs> but but free perfect timing yeah. Yeah. yes perfect, perfect
1: timing <laughs> because perfect,
2: perfect timing because she died yes as you right, were as I packing was, like, up the hobby farm. Packing up the hobby farm, yes. thinking, this is not good. I'm going to sell a sheep. And before, I was thinking, what on earth am I going to do with this llama? Now I have to get rid of a llama. And yes. then she died. Yes. And the only time I ever pet her. Aw. It was the day before she died. And Aww. I thought, wow, this is nice. She's actually letting me touch her.
1: Little I know. Aww. She
2: was,
1: yeah. <laughs> she was so going sad. out the door. Aw, that's so sad.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so as I hear your story, I hear, like, a few things. Maybe you want to share some of your kind of, like life lessons you hear a you lot heard. of things <laughs> I'm but so the two much. things that i heard was like you need to not only do your research but you also need to calculate like the time that it will take because mm-hmm. i think we all know that with business yeah. and with work it's not just about money it's about time yeah it sounds like you kind of didn't really think through exactly. that time piece or didn't really know how much exactly. it would cost exactly time wise at a time so that's like a big yeah. thing i hear and yeah. i also hear that if you want to have a small business you need to make sure that it's like Either profitable, mm-hmm. so it actually makes you money back, or that you realize that it's a hobby and you just call it that. So. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't trick yourself. <laughs> like, we're going to make tons of to, money. Off listen of
2: this. to other farmers, yes. other hobby farmers, yes. talk yes. to them and ask them how much time do you actually spend Yes. on this and your day job. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. And
1: if you could do it all over again, what would you What would you change?
2: Ooh, I mean, I did really love the experience. I learned a lot, so I don't regret a single thing. But if I were to do it again... I wouldn't do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do it again, not do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is for kind this sad. season of your life. Exactly. Like later. Knowing your... what I
2: know now. Yes. Which I could have only known by going through it was Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't worth all that time and energy, even though it was really fun. Yeah. It just wasn't the right season of my life. Which I'm really looking forward to the time that it is the right season. Yes. Perfect.
1: Like twenty years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> totally retirement. Yes. Give me a sheep army. Army. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for sharing about your business flop. Absolutely. (laughs) That's
0: so cool. It's really neat to hear from other people's experiences, even the ones that don't work out because you learn so much, like when to walk away. Yes. Or when to stay.
1: Right. When to decide that it's a hobby and when to decide that it's a side hustle as well. Yeah. So that's good. Before we do our do-it-or-don't tip, I have a resource suggestion for people. So there is a podcast called Side Hustle School, mm, and yes. it's very good. I don't listen to it all the time, but it's only about 10 minutes per episode, but it's five days a week. Right. And so, New
0: episodes almost every day. So it's yes. not one of those... Like, I like to back-listen to podcasts when I find one that I like and listen to all the episodes. Right. You can't. This has a lot of episodes. There's like hundreds of episodes. So anyways, but it's a great thing to pick up because there's no like storyline
1: going through mm-hmm. it. It's just like stories from people. So it's hosted by Chris Gillibo and he has, he gets stories from people. He shares 10 minutes kind of about their experience and then he gives like a tip from their experience. So these mm-hmm. people did this thing and then he does a recap episode at the end of the week where he goes back and talks about the lessons from the week. Mm -hmm. So that's a really great tool that you can tap into. It's a great resource. It's free. It's something that even if you're like, I'm thinking about starting a side hustle, you could listen to it and you could get ideas for side hustles or learn from other people's experience. Because like Jessica was saying, it's really helpful to learn from the mistakes and things that other people Mm -hmm. have made so that you don't do the same things and also so that you can save some time. And I'm sure there's also a lot of other great free resources out there. We're going to learn about some of those resources um, in our future episodes, and our interviews. Some of the guests give some great resource ideas, but that's kind of a start that you could do. What is our do it or don't for
0: this week, Jess? Start a side hustle. (laughs) Yeah. Or think about. Think about starting. Again, do it or don't. Yep. It's up to you, but maybe you've been thinking, oh, I should try this or I want to do this. Maybe just stick that toe into the water. Yeah. See what happens. Try it out. And
1: like I said, Etsy is a good one to Mm -hmm. dip your toe into because it is pretty inexpensive. If you use the link that I'm going to put in the show notes, you get those 40 free listings. So essentially, you're not paying for anything from the Mm get-go. You don't have to pay for the listings. People pay for shipping and all that kind of stuff gets taken out of the profit that you'll actually make for it. Mm -hmm. So it's a really easy way to just start Mm -hmm. And uh, a side hustle can really help you with your financial goals, whether that's Mm -hmm. paying off debt or saving up for a house Mm -hmm. or doing whatever you want to do with your finances. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. And this is a special do it or don't because we have a part two. Part two. Of do it or don't. And this is if you already have a side hustle. Yeah. So
1: if you already have one, maybe you don't want to start another one. That's (laughs) fair. You're welcome to just stick with one. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. So our... Aren't you going to say it? Oh, I'm going to say it. So... (laughs) I thought you were. Say so our suggestion is to examine your side hustle and mm-hmm. maybe decide to stop it. If you decide that it's a hobby more than a side hustle or if it's something that's taking like way too much time, it's not worth the amount of money that you're getting for
0: it, maybe decide to mm-hmm. close it up and walk away. Yeah, if you were listening to Victoria's story and it you know, resonated and you're like, "Ooh, I relate to that." Yeah. Maybe examine. I like the word you used, examine. Yes,
1: examine. You don't have to. It's just a good it's always good to take a look and see if what mm-hmm. you're doing is really worth the time and the money that you put into it. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes you're paying a ton of money for like craft supplies or whatever you're selling. And then the profit that you make from it is actually not mm-hmm. even really covering all the things that you're putting into mm-hmm. it. So it's good to examine that. Yeah.
0: And I'm excited because we will get to talk to Victoria again. Yes. And hear about successful. Yes. You know, business side hustle things that she hustle
1: term business. Yeah. So
0: her ability to examine that and walk away. Yes. Let her put her energy and resources into other things that are very successful. Yes, good point. Awesome. Okay, so listeners, we want to hear from you. Have you done a side hustle? What are your side hustle tips? And what's the most interesting side hustle you've done? There are some crazy ones out there. (laughs) Get in touch with us. You can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at frugaliciouspod. So get in touch. Thanks for joining us. This is part
1: one of our four-part series on side hustles. Stay tuned for the next three parts, which we'll have interviews with people who have done some successful side hustling and their tips for you. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye! Dad's going to be excited. Yeah, he's going to finally get a mention it's in great. the show.
2: Don't buy into the FOMO. We spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, now, Because every penny makes sense. Can I get an Amen! Amen! Out of debt
0: It's where the money's at And where the money's at <laughs> we, we do the budget, budget. Day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Atoria. Special thanks to our mom and dad for always supporting our crazy endeavors and side hustles. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Thanks so much to Victoria for being willing to share her life experiences with us. Please subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on new episodes. And please rate us and review us to let us know what you think. As always, you can find us on social media at frugalicious Pod. Together, let's make the world a more frugalicious place.
1: Okay, we're in Victoria's studio, just adding some more soundproofing. Check, check. Hello,
2: hello. Headphones. Let's put in this uh, one in. Testing one, two, three. See how it sounds with
0: my hello.
1: Testing with the audio punched. Testing one, two, three. Hello. Recording. Hello, hello. Yeah. Too loud. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna, so gonna
2: turn, turn, turn that down. down. Actually, if you just keep it going. Keep recording. Keep it purring. Okay. Let's just get that.
1: Keep it purring. So okay, let's talk. Hey. Good?
2: hey hey what's up Woo! okay okay i'm just turning it down a little bit okay Okay. now
1: do your normal talking voice okay we are here on the podcast this is my normal talking voice but looking at the mic oh <laughs> looking at the microphone sorry i'm looking at the bars on the screen <laughs> oh, see i'm doing the long
2: version no sorry. this is okay but jessica you can jessica this help okay. us help host. <laughs>